Live from San Diego, California, we go live to the newsroom with your host for Nick's Nerd. Well, friends, I come to you during what I, I I have no words for what has transpired in this past week as we have seen yet again radical injustice happen to those who do not deserve it in any way shape or form and you know what, I, I really don't like to get political, but this is time to do so. And I know I may lose some of you. And you know what, that's on you. Because it's a little different for me. I have family, uh, my nephews to be exact, who who are not white in any sense of of the word and they one day may have to face a struggle like this if we don't change and that's a a sad realization that it it shouldn't even be that way in 2020 that I I can't even imagine what my brother and sister-in-law have to, to do to prepare them for life in this country I'm an uncle 3,000 miles away wondering what I can do to make sure that this doesn't happen anymore. Also, some other things have hit very close to home that I did not expect to, that I'm, I'm not going to talk about out of respect to them and their family for other reasons. And it, it, it's just ridiculous that that this is happening and we need to get to a point in this country where we realize that people are treated differently based on the color of their skin based on their name based on where they're from who they are raised to be and it shouldn't be like that at all I will admit that my opinions have changed over time and and I was a horrible despicable person in my past who didn't see past my nose I understand that I have privilege and I need to speak up for those who don't I have a platform small but it's here and like I said at the top if 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 you don't want to follow me after this so be it that's your choice but you, you can keep living in the past, to be honest. I, I have no patience for you. You might be an amazing person. We might agree on a lot of things. We might enjoy video games. But to be honest, to be really honest, I don't have patience for people who think that this is not about race and not about other things and want to pick and choose fights, Okay. I'm not saying cops are bad. 
There's good cops, but they need to stand up for what's right as well. And luckily there are some now who are doing it. I'm not saying down with cops. I'm I'm not stupid. Okay? It's just we need to make a change. And we need to fix things. We need to focus on community policing. Not just policing. Not militarized police. You know what? No. I'm... I'm not doing this anymore. Because it's not not what this is about. You guys are here to, to check out from the world. And I'm bringing the world in. But you know that it's time to make a change in this world. And we need to do that. Uh, let's just let's get to what you guys are here for. I just... It's unfortunate. Anyway. Hey, what's going on in video games, huh? What's um what's going on over in video game land, huh? You guys big fans of David Cage and Quantic Dream? Well, you're in luck because all of his games are going to Steam on June eighteenth, including Detroit Become Human and Heavy Rain and others. So if you've been holding out hope and you didn't have a PS4 or PS3 for that matter, now's your chance to get those games and uh, play through them. Uh, also announced, BlizzCon 2020 has been canceled due to the ongoing COVID-19 pandemic. Uh, through a blog post, they said they came to the very difficult decision to not have BlizzCon this year. Um, they said that they want to channel the BlizzCon spirit and connect. And uh, because of the different factors involved, uh, will it won't will most likely be sometime early next year, so 2021. And no word yet on events or anything like that. But uh, BlizzCon was supposed to be coming up soon. So it's going to be a some kind of digital event in 2021. Well, uh, also, speaking of games, the Games with Gold and PSN Plus games for June have all been announced. Over on the Games with Gold side, you have Shantae and the Pirate's Curse. From the 1st through the 30th on Xbox One. Coffee Talk from the 16th to the 15th on Xbox One. Destroy, Destroy All Humans, the 1st through the 15th. It's a backwards compatible Xbox game. Really weird considering like the remake is coming out soon. And Cine Mora from the 16th through the 30th. Uh, over on PSN Plus, some two big games actually. Uh, Call of Duty World War II. Weird to see a Call of Duty game come out. And then Battlefront 2. Yes, Star Wars Battlefront 2. Crazy. That's awesome month for people on uh, on PlayStation this month. I'll say that. I'm not going to lie. Anyway. Anyway. The Last of Us 2 may not release in some countries. How about that? Due to censorship rules over homosexuality. Which kind of ties back into the thing we were talking about at the top of the show. It just... I don't know what goes on in this world anymore. I really don't. I give up. I don't want to live on this planet anymore. Anyway. Uh, if you're looking forward to a potential Grand Theft Auto 6, well, according to some analysts, we might be seeing it in twenty uh, fiscal year 24, which means uh, anything between, like, 
uh, April 2023 to March 2024. Uh, per Jeff Cohen, an analyst for VentureBeat, uh, that financial information released by Take Two, the owners of Rockstar, uh, they've upped their marketing spend for that year, meaning that uh, you know an uptick in how much they spend on, on marketing campaigns and things like this. But it doesn't mean it's for certain. Granted, Take Two then came out and said to GamesIndustry.biz that uh, it would all be handled by Rockstar themselves, so it wouldn't fall under their budget. So don't read too much into it. But honestly, I, I think that makes sense given the time frame, if you ask me. As they do uh, several years between their games, because they can, they they really can. But on, in all honesty, what is a GTA Six? Because we're living in GTA, a GTA world right now. What's coming next month? Super volcano? Earthquakes? I I I, I don't know anymore. <laughs> it's just it's a crazy year, man. Crazy year. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. Well, how about this, huh? New rumors swirling are projecting a possible Disney Plus series based on Kingdom Hearts to come out. Now, I wonder if it would be animated. I wonder if it would be live action. But what stories are you going to tell? The games? The side stories? Uh, I, I just... I, I don't understand. That, that story's so convoluted. Can you do it justice in television form? That That's my other question. So... I, I, it's crazy to think about and I, I don't know I really don't so it, it, it's just like I how do you tell that story because a it needs to be a big budget show like that's just a given right based on just every factor imaginable two it, it's a large swath of characters in general that you'd have to cast and if you do do live action, you got to figure out a way to bring a lot of those Disney characters to live action, plus the Final Fantasy characters to live action. So it's it's like you got to figure out a way to do it justice without pissing off a, a large swath of fans as well. But it'd be interesting to see. I would would totally watch it. That's for damn sure. Kingdom Hearts on Disney Plus. I like the sign of that. Sound of that. Yes. Yes, sound of that. Well, how about this? We got some new images of Super Mario, or excuse me, Super Nintendo World opening at Universal Studios Japan. Got a real good, decent aerial view of the park, and it looks to be shaping up to be an amazing addition. And what they're doing with that small section in, in Universal Japan, I cannot wait to see how they adapt that for... Uh, that new park they're building in Orlando. I uh, also got official confirmation that Kate Blanchett has been cast as Lilith in Borderlands. That is per um, Gearbox Interactive. That was made official. Uh, also, out of Bethesda, even though the main Dishonored story has been told, doesn't mean that the franchise is dead, so we can expect more Dishonored in the future in some capacity. And um, uh, uh, this is interesting. Uh, Hideo Kojima had been working on his new project that was supposed to come after Death Stranding, whenever that might be. 
But he has canceled that project and is now moving on to the next thing. So we don't even know what he was doing, but it was probably something amazing, knowing Kojima. And he canceled it. And he moved on, because it wasn't good enough. was not good enough. Anyway, uh, big story for this upcoming week, if everything stays... I, I, don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't know what's normal anymore in 2020. Anyway, Sony has announced a new uh, PS5 announcement for games for Tuesday, uh, Thursday, Thursday the 4th. Um, as of right now, that's still on. But uh, there's a couple things I want to talk about in terms of next gen. Uh, Sony has apparently mandated, I, I, that might be a harsh term, uh, but any PS4 game released after July 13th uh, must be forwards compatible. So that's uh, that's pretty cool. Uh, with PS5, obviously. But the line has been drawn, if you will. The proverbial line has been drawn. Microsoft announces that thousands of games will be playable on Xbox Series X at launch. Meanwhile, Sony has no plans on making uh, any PS5 launch titles available as on PS4 as well, which kind of goes against how things have kind of been for the last couple generations. I mean, if you remember in the transition phase from 360 and, or sorry, let's go even farther back. PS2 and Xbox to Xbox 360, you had a lot of games that came out on both. Um, and then, of course, when Xbox One and PS4 came out, you had a, a lot of games that were on both and looked different on both. But, from what we can tell, Microsoft is going the route that's closer to PC, where everything's just kind of available. And obviously their large back, backwards compat catalog, and pretty much any game that worked on Xbox One will work on Series X. Whereas you don't really have that so much with PlayStation. And what's even stranger kind of going into that, is just like I said, it, it was, it was kind of the normal thing on the old gens. And it, I, I personally see it as like a slap in the face um, to all those people that are built in with PS4s. And and kind of going into that, so previously, the PlayStation 5 like website, uh, it said lightning speed, harness the power of a custom CPU, GPU, and SSD with integrated I.O. that rewrite the rule of what a PlayStation console can do. Uh, stunning games, marvel at incredible graphics and experience new PS5 features and then breathtaking immersion, discover a deeper gaming experience with support for haptic feedback, adaptive triggers, and 3D audio technology. Here's the problem. In that stunning games section, it used to have an, a mention about backwards compatibility, which is now seemingly absent. Um, we're also getting some confirmation that it's possible that PlayStation 5 won't have any kind of like smart delivery feature which Microsoft is working with uh, different developers to allow you, if you buy an Xbox version, one version of the game, and it does come out on Series X, you will get the Series X version for free. Uh, however, per Microsoft, they said, with more than 100,000 hours of playtesting already completed, thousands of games are already playable on Xbox Series X today, from the biggest blockbusters to cult classics and fan favorites. Uh, this is per Jason Ronald, their Series X Director of Program Management. Uh, he wrote on Xbox Wire, he also said, Many of us in Team Xbox play on the Xbox Series X daily as our primary console, and switching between generations is seamless. 
By the time we launch this holiday, the team will have spent well over 200,000 hours ensuring your game library is ready for you to jump in immediately. Uh, he also spoke with IGN about the thousands comment. And um, they said that the goal is to have every single Xbox One game, in addition to the hundreds of 360 and original Xbox games that are already backwards compatible with Xbox One, and they should be able to be played on the Series X. He said the goal is definitely the thousands of titles that run on Xbox One today. If the game runs on Xbox One, it is our goal to get that to run on Series X. There might be some one-off exceptions here or there, um, especially with licensing or a technical issue. However, uh, especially when it comes to licensed music, that's a pain in the ass with video games. Uh, he also said that uh, all titles run at the peak performance that they were originally designed for, many times even higher performance than the game saw in their original launch platform, resulting in higher and more steady frame rates and rendering at their maximum resolution and visual quality. Backwards compatible titles also see significant reductions in in-game load times from the massive leap in performance from our custom NVMe SSD, which powers the Xbox Velocity architecture. Um, he said, all of them are seeing a lot of benefits in certain areas. Uh, titles that use dynamic resolution scaling, now it's a rock-solid 4K, or whatever its originally designed resolution was. Uh, Geometry Wars is one that I really enjoy. To actually see that in HDR, um, I'm guessing he meant to say that it's just, like, mind-blowing. Uh, he also said the compatibility team has invented brand new techniques that enable even more titles to run at higher resolutions and image quality while still respecting the artistic intent and vision of the original creators. We are also creating whole new classes of innovations, including the ability to double the frame rate of select set of titles from 30 to 60 or 60 to 120. Um, obviously, if you have the TV for it. In a lot of cases, we have so much processing power in the Series X that we used to take a set of number of milliseconds in prior generation consoles it just runs through that computation so fast that the GPU is just sitting there waiting to do work. But part of the challenge is that some of the titles actually base their physics or animation on the frame rate. So we're still, still figuring out what titles we can actually do this without violating the original intent of the title. We definitely have some titles we've seen go from 30 to 60, and there's a handful of titles we've seen go from 60 to 120. But we're still in the process of validating the game from end to end. It's really awesome, actually. Um, however... Going back on the other hand of things, uh, PlayStation CEO Jim Ryan said he is uninterested in making PS5 games run on the PS4. Um, per per GamesIndustry.biz, he said, We believe that when you go to all the trouble of creating a next-gen console, that it should include features and benefits that the previous generation does not include. And that, in our view, people should make games that can make the most of those features. Um, you can do that with cross-generational games. We do believe in generations, and whether it's the DualSense controller, whether it's the 3D audio, whether it's the multiple ways that the SSD can be used, we are thinking that it is time to give PlayStation community something new, something different, that can really only be enjoyed on PS5. A lot of marketing speak. Whatever, more power to them. Just hopefully it works out in their favor. That's all I'm going to say. That's just, uh, whatever, we're in a new console year, right? Hopefully, still. <laughs> I really hope things calm down this week. Anyway, moving on. Let's uh, let's move on to TV, huh? Shall we? Not a whole lot of video game news uh, in the world this week, but hopefully more next. Uh, in a interview with, I think Star Trek dot com or something like that, Jerry Ryan was talking that they are hoping to start filming Picard season two 
uh, sometime this fall. Uh, so it looks like Picard Season 2 probably will not drop until at least mid-2021. That kind of sucks. Oh, then it's going to be competing with Kenobi. That's for damn sure. That, that'll be crazy. That's streaming wars for sure right there. Um, as most of you are aware, and some of you probably aren't, uh, HBO Max launched launched this past week. And uh, what is even going on with HBO Max? It is not user-friendly in any sense. It is missing a lot. And I mean a lot of content. And there's some good stuff on there, though. Uh, the way it's split up is kind of strange. Like I said, it's not super user-friendly. It's hard to find some titles. Uh, some good Adult Swim stuff on there, though. Uh, but it's still missing a lot, like I said. And there are some good movies. But it's still missing a lot of DC content. And obviously, they don't want to mess too much with DC Universe right now. But even DC Universe is kind of lacking in terms of things. Uh, obviously, we announced last week... Not we. They announced, and we talked about it, that the Snyder Cut is coming to HBO Max. Uh, HBO Max is included with um, my current HBO subscription, so I didn't have to pay anything extra for it. So that that's nice. But I don't, the new Looney Tunes, though, is really good. I will say that. That's fucking great. And the, that show Primal from Jendi Tartakovsky, the guy you know who did the Clone Wars cartoon and Samurai Jack, that show is fucking amazing. That show is so good. It, I am shocked at how good that show is. And, and there's no dialogue. It's about this caveman and dinosaurs and shit. It's fucking awesome. And it is violent. It is not for children. That is for damn sure. But it is really cool. It is a very awesome show to watch. That's on HBO Max. But other than that, it's kind of a broken streaming service. There's no 4K. It's 2020 and you don't have 4K? Even even DC Universe has 4K. So I, I don't know what they're doing. It, it's, it, 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 I saw a lot of people say like it seems like it was very rushed. And it was just out to be out. And then it became free for certain subscribers like last minute. So, kind of odd. It does have Turner Classic Movies though. So that's a big win for sure. Uh, if you haven't seen a lot of old movies. And Casablanca, one of my favorite films, is, is there. Um, but speaking of that, speaking of HBO Max, they did announce uh, back in their initial launch of programming that it would have a Green Lantern show. And uh, they said that uh, even though Greg... So Greg Berlanti is doing it, who's done all the Arrowverse shows on the CW, said it will be a major step up in production value over the CW shows. Whatever that means. Does that mean it's going to be like Watchmen Game of Thrones level, HBO? Uh, is it going to be like normal? Like... TV production level, it's obviously not going to be CW production level, so Netflix level, where, where are we at here? I mean, you can't just say major step up and then not quantify it. Like, you're setting some unrealistic expectations for people who don't think clearly, which is, or excuse me, who don't think logically, which is a majority of the human race at this point. But, anyway... Uh, Amazon has also announced that they plan on starting uh, a reboot of the Girl with the Dragon Tattoo book series, but instead of a film series, they plan on doing it now as a television show. Amazon's getting a lot of those like thriller-type shows. Uh, 
not thriller, but like actiony type uh, deals, which is cool. I like that a lot, actually. Um, they're setting themselves apart from from Netflix and things like that. Um, we got news also on Cowboy Bebop and how much of that show had been filmed before John Cho uh, tore his ACL. <laughs> Uh, there were rumors that they'd only gotten two weeks of filming done, which is now turns out to be completely blatantly false. But they had actually completed filming uh, five episodes and were working on the sixth, I think, of ten of the first season. I don't know if they're going to do more. Uh, so they, they were pretty deep into production. So uh, obviously with ACL tear for John Cho playing the main star, he'll be out for quite a few months. So I'm sure they'll resume as soon as they possibly can. Uh, and then final bit here, Space Force finally premiered on Netflix. Uh, Steve Carell and uh, other, one of the co-creators of uh, the U.S. office about the creation of a new branch of the military, Space Force, which is real, Space Force. Space Force. Uh, it's fucking hilarious. It's a little, a little slow in parts, not going to lie. It's a new show. Every show has its hiccups in its first season. Not everything is perfect. But there's some really good stuff. There were a lot of moments where I just was laughing uncontrollably. A lot of good political jokes in there too. Um, Grin because it is based in in reality to a degree. It's, it's great though. A lot of funny like science type stuff. Uh, just a lot of stuff about just life in general too. Because it, you know, it reflects a lot of that. So... It's a really good show. Definitely check it out. It's 10 episodes, half hour each on Netflix. And Steve Carell is great. And John Malkovich is always a joy to watch. So he's probably one of the best. He's the best character in the show. Uh, but their their uh, chemistry together is actually amazing. And then Rick and Morty uh, ended last night. Uh, I'm recording this Monday. Uh, just for the Rick and Morty part, as I do every have for the last few weeks to talk about Rick and Morty. Um, that was a crazy episode. We finally got a payoff to, uh, was it season f four, three, when Beth might have been cloned by Rick, uh, as we do see two different Beths. Uh, we do see the return of Phoenix person, and Rick has this epic, like, gruesome battle with phoenix persons fucking great uh they get rid of that bitch tammy <laughs> um no great episode uh really meta too because they they talk about different arcs and morty's like this is my arc and uh, a great team up with him in summer fucking jerry too damn it anyway no it's a it was a really really great payoff to this season uh, hopefully the wait between this and season five is not ridiculously long because that would suck. Or is this season five? And then the after credits scene. <laughs> Fucking Jerry throws an invisibility belt into the garbage and a garbage truck goes invisible. And oh. <laughs> you, you have to watch it. <laughs> it's so fucking stupid. But it was great. You have to watch it because like, oh, there's a new, new spinoff. Uh, Jerry, the invisible garbage truck, and... Oh, God, it's... It's funny. It's very funny. It's worth watching, for sure. But, no, overall, the whole episode was great. Great payoff. And, uh, like I said, hopefully season five is not too far off 
from from season four. Uh, looks like we're finally closer in production than, than they used to be, so that's always fun. But that's it for TV. Let's, uh... All right, we're back for movies here. How about this? Some fans... Now that the Snyder Cut is coming out, it's given voice to a lot of people that I think are smaller a smaller minority than than the Snyder Cut people. But Make Solo 2 happen is now a thing. And yeah, let's not make Solo 2 happen unless it's all Donald Glover and all Lando. All right, let's do that. Um, make Solo 2 happen is now a hashtag. Oh, God. I just... No. Please, God, no. This is all kind of going with the rumors that they might do a Solo's TV series. Just, let's not do Solo 2, people. That movie was not good, and I think it was partly because of all the production struggles. And If we make a Solo 2, just do it right, please. Please. And put more Lando. Make it about Lando. Just make it Solo 2, a Lando story. Right? Just do that. But just be careful. I think the future of Star Wars is TV right now. And let's keep it that way. Okay? Let's just do that. They're firing on all cylinders over there on TV on Disney+. Plus, So we'll keep it there. Um, well, we got news. Speaking of the Lucasfilm family, we got news for Indy 5, people. Indy 5 will no longer be directed by Steven Spielberg. But James Mangold has taken over, and that's a big win, people. James Mangold is probably one of the best directors in terms of uh, like uh, proper uh, IPs like that, especially when it comes to grizzled old heroes, considering what he did with The Wolverine and Logan, an amazing film by, by many standards. And I, I think uh, with Steven kind of taking a back seat, which, understandable, I think James Mangold is probably the best person for that. And I think he will do an amazing job leading Harrison at the helm as what will probably be the final indie film for a very, very long time. And I hope it stays that way. <laughs> um, speaking of Indiana Jones and Steven Spielberg, Frank Marshall, longtime producing partner of Steven Spielberg, uh, also husband of Kathleen Kennedy, head of Lucasfilm, uh, has announced that he wants to restart the Bourne franchise uh, with someone new to kind of reinvigorate the series. I don't know how you do it without Paul Greengrass, because considering whatever that Bourne movie was with Jeremy Renner was hot garbage, if you ask me. That movie was terrible. Put me to sleep within the first ten minutes. I do not fall asleep in movies, Okay. It is rare for me to fall asleep in a movie theater during a movie. I can count on my hand how many times I've done that. I usually fall asleep to a movie if I've seen it before and I'm at home on a couch. But I can literally count on my hand how many times I've fallen asleep in a film at the theater. One of them was the Jeremy Renner Bourne movie. So, I don't know how you go without Paul Greengrass and without... Um, Matt Damon. That's all I'm saying. Anyway, uh, Scott Derrickson, after leaving 
the Doctor Strange 2 film over creative differences has landed a new home, and I think it's uh, possibly even better home than that. And he is going to direct a Labyrinth sequel. Yes, he will be directing Labyrinth 2. And then uh, we got some more news on Tenet, the new Christopher Nolan film, which comes out next month. He blew up a real 747. So the 747 that you see blow up in the trailer, that was a real one. Because it was cheaper to buy and blow up a real plane than it would be to make a plane and blow it up on visual effects. How insane is that? That it's cheaper to do it with a real plane. <laughs> that's that's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. Um, uh, HBO boss, or HBO Max boss, I should say, because he's technically not the boss of HBO, uh, said that the Snyder Cut will cost more than $30 million, despite earlier reports saying it would be in the 20 to $30 million range. Uh, he was on Recode Media's podcast, and Screen Rant is reporting that uh, he's Warner Media and HBO Max chairman uh, Bob Greenblatt. He wishes it would only cost 30 He said it's, it isn't as easy as going to the vault, and there's a Snyder Cut sitting there to put out. Zach is actually building it, and it's complex, including... And I don't want to get into too much detail that we haven't already talked about yet, but new effects shots. Uh, a rat, it's per him, he said it's a radical rethinking of that movie, complicated and wildly expensive, which is, of course, a number I won't quote. I'll just say I wish it was thirty million and stop there. So there you go. <laughs> uh, they're probably going to make it try and look and be as good as it possibly can be, which again I'm very, very, very excited for. Uh, speaking to that, though, you know, David Ayer, people want an Ayer cut of Suicide Squad now, and he's been very candid a lot lately. Uh, you know, release the Ayer cut is now a hashtag as well. Uh, and he did say on Twitter that people were asking about the original cut and why it was a comedy. And he did say, uh, this trailer nailed the tone and intention of the film I made, methodical, layered, complex, beautiful, and sad. After the BVS review, shell-shocked the leadership at the time, and the success of Deadpool, my soulful drama was beaten into a comedy. Uh, just kind of showing that they did cut it a lot. Uh, and that was on Twitter on the 30th. Um, uh, he did he did put in uh, a link to that particular trailer. Uh, he did say this was reshot because the tone was too dark. My first act was a normally constructed film. I took my inspiration from Nolan. There were real scenes with incredible acting between Jared and Margot. Joker was terrifying. Harley was complex. And that was in mention to a scene that was cut between uh, the Joker, obviously. And um, he said that they're in a better place than they were back then. He said they do. They absolutely do. This was just a moment in the past. Those involved have moved on. The studio is in a great place today and encouraging filmmakers to make their vision. Which, uh, nice thing to say from him, which he didn't really have to. That's for sure. Um, we also got news that Henry Cavill might be returning to the DCEU in some capacity. Uh, not Man of Steel 2 just yet, uh, but he is in talks to appear in a major capacity in a future DCEU film as the Man of Steel Superman himself. And, uh, fuck yes, it's not dead. Zack's vision is not completely dead. And I, I'm okay with them doing one-off films because Elseworlds is a thing in DC Comics. You know, you're going to have one-off stories. 
and that's what Matt Reeves the Batman is. But you know, I'm 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 happy for this. Also, uh, Darkseid is confirmed to be appearing in fucking Snyder Cut. Fucking Darkseid, people. He is coming. Darkseid. Yes. Uh, anyway, uh, the UK has given the okay to uh, resume film production. So Avatar 2 is resuming production, and I'm guessing 2 and 3 and things like that. So, yep. That's uh, happening, I guess. Good? Maybe? Bad? I don't know. Is anyone really excited anymore? Uh, also, uh, Sonic 2 has been greenlit by Paramount. No surprise there. Hopefully Tails will feature more. Uh, there was a rumor that The Rock, they wanted The Rock to play Knuckles. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> that, was, that, was, that was ridiculous. This is the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. Um... Scorsese, after being told by no by Paramount, uh, apparently has now signed on with Apple to finance his next film. I wonder if that will be available to everyone. Uh, Tarantino was asked what he thought was the best film of the 2010s, and he says that, in his personal opinion, it was The Social Network, the best movie to encapsulate the 2010s. Interesting choice. Very well written. Aaron Sorkin's an amazing writer, so I get it. I really do. Uh, Ryan Gosling is in talks to be the next Wolfman uh, with Universal. I guess he helped create the new film or where it might go, so they're looking at him to star. I don't know if the Wolfman would work anymore if you want to do like a grounded film. Like, how do you do the transition to like Wolf Creature? I don't know. I don't know anymore. Um, also... Uh, we learned J.K. Simmons has signed on for multiple Spidey sequels. Uh, that doesn't necessarily mean that he will be in multiple Spidey sequels. But it's possible that he might be. Uh, he said it's all up to the studio to appear as J. Jonah Jameson. And Sony, if you're listening, don't fucking sleep on that. I'm watching you, Sony. Uh, James Gunn on Twitter also pointed out Guardians 3 would not release until at least 2022, uh, despite what some movie websites are tweeting and reporting of a 21 release. Uh, he's like, not unless they started filming without me, but he's still focused on the Suicide Squad right now. So, And then um, Josh Boone, final bit of movie news here. Josh Boone has said that he would like to make a New Mutants trilogy if the New Mutants does well. And Disney gives him the okay. Since uh, they control the property now. That's something uh, That's something he would like to do. Anyway. Uh, let's move on to some. Uh, other news here. Uh, first great news for space flight in America. Uh, the first astronauts to lift off from American soil. In uh, almost a decade. Did so with the assistance of a private company. First for that as well with Tesla and or excuse me SpaceX, uh, they launched and safely made it to the International Space Station after a two-day launch delay. So really awesome there. Hopefully it will usher in a new generation of space flight for America and uh, exploration. So I'm really stoked on that. Despite everything that was going on last week. Um. In some decent news, uh, Walt Disney World in Orlando is looking to open by July. 
uh, as Florida has opened a lot sooner than some other states. And uh, they have set plans to reopen by July 11th, obviously with smaller crowds. And um, per their plans that they submitted to the Orange County Economic Recovery Task Force Group, um, the, the plan begins July 11th with the opening of the Magic Kingdom and Animal Kingdom. Uh, on the 15th, they plan to open Hollywood Studios and Epcot. Uh, they also said limited capacity with visitors having to secure a reservation for the day they wish to attend in advance. Uh, capacity of the park will then incrementally increase as the country furthers its reopening phases. Um, they will use virtual queuing for the lines, then actual lines. Uh, you can do it through the My Disney Experience app. Social distancing will need to be maintained. Face masks will be enforced and required. And temperature checks will also be mandatory to access the parks. Uh, they have made new signage to be developed and placed around the park uh, to help with the new restrictions and help people understand them. Uh, new rules for cast members. No parades. Uh, no um, fireworks. Uh, does not guarantee a reopening of the park. Um, new rules for dressed characters. And from my understanding, um, they have to get approval from Florida's governor. Uh, then they will. And like I said, though, there's probably not going to be fireworks or parades or anything like that because that will cause people to large in uh, larger groups. So they want to avoid any possible thing with that. Um, Lucasfilm has also announced that they are delaying the release of their um, uh, High Republic era books, the first that were supposed to launch in late 2020. They've been delayed until January 2021. And... Due to recent world events, as a result, all three announced High Republic products have been delayed. Uh, Charles Soule's adult novel, The High Republic, Light of the Jedi, Justina Ireland's The High Republic, A Test of Courage, uh, those were released January 5th, and Claudia Gray's The High Republic, Into the Dark, on February 2nd. Um, everything else has not been announced totally, so I'm sure those will be delayed anyway, but... Uh, they want to make sure that the release is as grand and epic. Um, uh, nonsense. Delaying the inevitable, which I don't know how good it's going to be. Um, also, uh, Loot Crate. And I'm going to talk about really something really awesome I did uh, this past week as well. But this week's theme, uh, this month's past theme was actually, um, I'm pulling up right now, it was Agent. Had some cool stuff in there. Not uh, like I said, I'm I'm really contemplating giving up my my standard um, loot crate just because it's it's been kind of just down lately, and I'm I'm sure they're still trying to figure everything out. And with COVID causing a lot of chaos in general, it just um, I don't know. It, I don't know. I don't know what to do anymore. Um, oh, excuse me. This is. Uh, April's crate, it finally got, uh, delivered, um, I'm gonna pull up what was in it this month, uh, had some cool stuff though, like I said, um, so theme was agents, uh, the pin was like a cool looking badge type pin, uh, then it came with some, uh, it came with this little figurine that was from Metal Gear Solid 5, and I actually got Skullface, uh, could have been X-Files or Archer, uh, came with a Sherlock Holmes decal for 221B Bleecker Street. Uh, this really cool Black Widow t-shirt. 
a James Bond comic book and a a phone wallet, one of those ones that you stick on the back of a phone, but it's for GCPD and Batman. I mean, I'm not going to use that because I have a pop socket. But anyway, moving on. <laughs> uh, just, it was okay. Like I said, uh, this year I'm going to definitely reevaluate my um, commitment to them. That's for sure. But just to round up uh, this past week, I finally got myself the... I don't know if they're called Ultimate Collector Series sets any longer, but the 1989 Batmobile from Lego. And it was an amazing set to build. Probably, I, I don't get like smaller sets anymore just because um, I don't get gratification out of them like I used to. I do prefer the the harder builds. Uh, this did take a few days worth of building um, just because distractions and other things. Um, it is, oh man, that thing's got to be like a foot and a half long. Let me pull up the specs. Um, 1989 Batman, of course, though. Uh, the best Batman. And it was uh, a, a joy to build. I did watch a lot of Batman while I was building it. Um, just because, you know, that's what you do. You you, you watch what you're building. Because, <laughs> um, obviously, right? <laughs> um, so, 1989 Batmobile... It is 3,000 pieces, 3,306 3, to be exact, uh, 16 plus, but uh, the cockpit slides open, the, um, the driving, the steering wheel actually turns the front wheels, which is really cool, it comes with really uh, awesome minifigs uh, on a really cool platform. It is uh, three new minifigures that were never before released. And slided up cockpit has some some cool guns that pop up. Um, it is uh, the minifig, the Batman minifig actually was was really cool because it's a brand new one, um, and it uh, had this new cape feature that I'd never seen before. Um, the The direction booklet was huge. Um, I kind of surprised at how big it was. I've never had a direction book that big except for the Star Destroyer. But no, it was, a, it was an awesome build. I'm very happy with it. I have it now displayed next to my UCS uh, Tumblr, which is the Batmobile from the Nolan films, which is the only really good thing from the Nolan films. But uh, no, had a lot of fun building it. It is now on display on my Batman shelf that I now have that uh, has a Batman from Arkham City, a Batman from Arkham Knight, uh, 80th an anniversary Funko Pop of uh, uh, Red Sun Batman and uh, some Batman minifigs just from the, the minifig collector series and a uh, Batman animated series figurines uh, and of course the uh, Arc de Triomphe of the collection uh, my Nightmare Batman Hot Toys figure from Batman vs Superman but if, if you have the money, uh, I would definitely recommend this set, especially if you love Batman. Uh, totally worth it. And, and if you have the space, I should, I should point out as well. Um, but that's it for Nick's Nerd News. Um, like I said, I, I don't like to do what I did at the beginning of the show today. But I, I felt that given the current climate of things and just where I stand personally... And where I, th I think we all need to be headed is 
in a better direction. Um, and I know, like I said, some of you will leave. Some of you can ignore it. Some of you could just skip right past it to the normal stuff. And you know what? You do you, okay? I, 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 I don't want to... F- I don't want to have to beg you to do anything. Because everyone makes their own decisions. Everyone can go at their own pace. But at some point, enough is enough. And it, it, it's it's frustrating to see this happen on a on a continuing basis. And and I I can't even fathom what people have to go through. I I, I just can't because I I have no 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 frame of reference for it. And luckily I I do have friends and people around me that I can speak to to get their perspective to make sure I check myself before I might do or say or enable something that shouldn't happen anymore in 2020. But that's it for Nixner News this week. Uh, Don't forget to check out nixnernews.com where you guys can find the show to listen right in your browser. Or if you want, uh, you can find links to our Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcast pages so you can listen on the go. Just click like or subscribe on either one of those. Drop a review in if you want. Other than that, uh, you can also check out our social media feeds there as well. Uh, That way, if you guys want, uh, you can follow me on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Always posting fun memes. And uh, yeah, it's uh, something fun to do, right? Something different. And um, anyway, thanks guys for listening. I will catch you on the flip side.